Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. All right, Dan Canobio, Inside Boxing Live. Right now, we are deep in the bowels of the Barclays Center. This is a special edition of Inside Boxing Live, and I'll tell you why it's a special edition, because right now, sitting next to me, he is the voice of NXT. You can hear him there. You can hear him on Bellator. Yeah, coming up. You can also hear him tonight. You will hear him on uh, Showtime Championship Boxing, two hours away. will be a uh, triple header headlined by Danny Garcia and Sean Porter. By now, you know who I'm sitting next to. He is the great Mauro Ranallo, and here he is. Thank did you, you, Mauro. Did you spell that G-R-A-T-E or G-R-E-A-T when using the word great? I do E-A-T. Oh, I don't thank have you. To, no shortage of characters Gra- Grazie here. mille. Yeah. Grazie mille. Two, two, Italians, two Italians here just chopping it up. Yeah, absolutely. Talking boxing, talking and, combat sports. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you, my friend. I apologize. I know we've tried to do this on myriad occasions, but here you caught me cruising the catacombs of Barclays Center on Saturday night fight night, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be doing this. No, you. it's cool. I know how, how busy you are, and I've always wanted to, to get you and always wanted to get a broadcaster right before they're about to go like on the air. Right now, we're, we're in the uh, press conference room. We're about, let's say, two to three hours away from showtime, literally, when we go on the air. So like, all, i, I got to figure, all your preparation is done, mm. all your homework is done. You read over the CompuBox stats, yes, of course. Yes, of course. Show stats, of course. My go-to. <laughs> so what now, what, what goes through your head? Like, are, are you, do you try to keep a, stay calm, or what, what's the final preparations for you? Yeah, it's, working with Showtime especially, there's such a, a familial atmosphere amongst us on the staff. So we get together as announcers, the rest of the broadcast team, even some of the crew, and we'll have a crew meal and where we try to talk about everything but the show, I think. Because everyone, like you say, we put our time and energy into to preparing and, and this is our last chance to just kind of uh, relax a little bit. And just like the athletes themselves, I mean, we get into game mode as well, or I would hope we, we do. And, and for me, after the meal, I, I tend to just walk around and, and get a feel of what's happening. And uh, and yeah, the preparation is done, the work is done, and it's just all about getting ready for that opening bell and and anticipating a, a terrific night of fights. Now I was doing some research on you, and uh, I type in the Wikipedia more now. First of all, Uh-oh. I mean it's so accurate; it has to be accurate. It's on the internet. So it's, it yeah, well, I mean the, the you know don't believe what they they write on the internet, especially about yours truly. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. I I I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth. You can do that these days. But um, so I type it in, and I found this nugget that I just thought was super interesting and just kind of amazing. And you can either mm. confirm nor deny this. Mm. In 2015, Ronaldo became the first sports broadcaster in history to call. Boxing, kickboxing, MMA, and professional wrestling on U.S. national television. First of all, is that true? Not bad for a Canadian boy from Abbotsford, British Columbia. And honestly, I know there have been others since, but at the time it was. I did. Uh, I was doing uh, SmackDown on the USA Network mm-hmm. uh, for professional wrestling, but even before then, had been on Access with New Japan Pro Wrestling, right. uh, Showtime Championship Boxing, and CBS, right. uh, MMA on CBS, kickboxing on ESPN. Uh, so yeah, I, it's quite. That's weird. I didn't even really realize it, but looking back now, I know. Again, I, I think there's been one or two others that have maybe done it, but. Uh, 
I'm very uh, humbled to hear of that. And uh, wow, what a journey to be able to do that. Like I say, not bad for a, a kid from Canada. Yeah, so what I want to know is how do you keep... When you're a broadcaster, you have to stay in the know on everything. Yes. You have to be up to date. Like right sure. now... You're out doing uh, a boxing, but you have to know what's going on in Bellator MMA. You have to know what's going on in the NXT world. How, first of all, before we get into this, how do you keep that going? I'm sure Twitter helps. Of course, oh, right? Internet has been a, a, you know, we joke and we can crack wise about the internet, but in terms of a broadcaster uh, and a broadcasting career, in terms of research and, and everything else, it has simplified the process uh, exponentially. And for me, uh, the internet is a huge help, but also my curious nature. Since I was a kid, I love doing research. I've always been a, a guy who, who wants to go down the rabbit hole. So I have files on my, my computer that I keep up to date. And you're right, I, I do follow the major storylines and everything I'm involved in. But like a lot of people, I've learned to compartmentalize. And so the week of, let's say, a Showtime Championship boxing event, it'll be all tunnel vision boxing. Right. Yes, I'll have a cursory glance at what's going on elsewhere. And I, that's just who I am. I'm mm-hmm. a pop culture fanatic. I, I consume way too much television uh, in general in terms of... And, and music. So for me... It, I live in this world, so I'm always orbiting what I do for a living. But I'm also learning, as I, I near the age of 50 here, that I don't need to follow everything as diligently as I once right. did. Because at this level, we now know what the main players are, and I know what the rules are, and I know what the storylines are. So in terms of keeping up to date, you, I've learned to just compartmentalize and, and just focus on what's next and right. for me it's showtime championship boxing three weeks ago i was in this building doing nxt, NXT takeover baby. so it's yeah. you know every every day is a new adventure yeah my, one of my my roommate and he's gonna love this right here he said i said i'm, I'm interviewing mauro ronaldo before the uh the fight thing he goes mauro ronaldo is the modern day jr <laughs> oh wow very nice so See, what do you think of that and i i do like that but you know what i've also said this and jim ross is a friend of mine legendary mm-hmm. uh, voice at wwe and i think about this for all of us Everyone, and I know we're as guilty of as in anything, especially in sports broadcasting, he's the next so-and-so, she's the next right, so-and-so. Right. We're the first ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, as much as it, it warms my heart to be compared to legends like Jim Ross, I'm, I'm the first me, and that's all I want to be. Right. So, but I thank him for that. That's very nice of him I will to thank say. Him. So what's the biggest difference between preparing for a, a wrestling show, preparing for a boxing show, preparing for an MMA show? At its core, nothing. It's all about characters and storylines and getting people emotionally invested in the narrative. And at the end of the day, the difference is, well, the, the moves and the, the structures. But in boxing, it's, it's, about, it's about more than that. And I think from a broadcasting standpoint, we have to tell the story. I mean, the action speaks for itself on television. There's a right hand, a left hook. Mm-hmm. But, but why is this fight happening? And what are the stakes? And, and in terms of wrestling, yes, it's a form of scripted entertainment. Uh, but it's still Wait, very athletic-based. It is? Well, it's still real to me, damn it. Okay. Uh, but in, in terms of the, 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 the aesthetics, for me, I've been very fortunate that everything I do is in that, that ring or cage, mm-hmm. as it were. But the, the prep is, is very similar because it's all about characters, narratives, and, and storylines. So, uh, yeah, and, and thankfully, I mean, when you do it as long as I have, yeah. I, I know all the moves. I know all the holds in wrestling. Uh-huh. I know how to call a punch or, uh, in boxing, and I know right. how to call punches and kicks in kickboxing. So that's not, not too difficult in that regard. So, so your, your style yes. is just is one of a kind, and you love. You said you love pop culture. Yeah. You love TV shows. Yeah. I know you're going to throw out some pop culture references. I Will have, I though? See, that's the one thing. One thing I do. Yes, I'm I will say, and I'm going to tell them? you first. That's funny you say that. 
I know it's almost, and again, we all, you know, we have the Mamma Mia catchphrase, which is really a tribute to my mom. That's awesome. Uh, but in, in general, it, you know, I don't want to just be that, that running gimmick either. I genuinely love what I do, and I love to be in the moment, and a mm-hmm. lot of time in the preparation because of my... Uh, voracious appetite for all information. I do write things down to keep track, but in my mind, it's always, I I don't want to shoehorn it, or I don't want to just say it for the sake of saying it. So I hope that everything I say is connected to something in the moment. And yes, if I can make the event or the, the, the fight uh, that much more interesting to a casual fan by connecting it to something that they may be more familiar with, I will try to do that. All right, so I have some. Oh, right wow. Now. Okay, good. Let's, oh, okay. So they come. All right, all right. So you can use these tonight. If Absolutely. You want. I will I pay will, you uh, yeah. in Canadian loonies. Or you can just credit me. Say right. inside boxing. All right. Live, yep. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. I'm going to do it in the Okay, do it. Do it. No anonymous sources here. These two participants have put their name on their hatred of one another. <laughs> I like that one because it goes with what I might be using with all of these cuts that uh, Garcia and Porter are leaking more than political documents. But I like that oh one, my, too. That's, good one. That's good actually one. better. Okay. And we got this, this one right here. This one is a little bit of a, of a stretch. You, know, yeah, you have to take chances in life, man. And Danny Garcia, he's hightailing it out of the ring just like the late, great Burt Reynolds in Smoking <laughs> and the Bandit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, I'll give you a. I think I think Sean Porter gave Danny Garcia a C in his comeback fight against Brandon Rios. Yeah, Garcia good. gave himself a B. Right. I'm going to go in between. I'll give you a C plus uh, for I'll that take one. That. I'll take, so listen, if you want to throw those out there, <laughs> but see, it's funny because you're right in. in and I get why some people are turned off by it or whatever, because in the moment when you separate, when you just put it like that, it's it does seem kind of weird or awkward or, or at times. But I guess for me, again, being in the moment and and trying to, just, otherwise, I guess I myself get bored because let's exactly. face it, at the end of the day, yeah. it's a left hook, it's a right hand, left yeah. hook, up right uppercut. It, I, I get that, and and so for me, I do I, I do want to spice it up a little bit. Right. That that's my style. And if you want to make, and the, the best part about it is you make Al chuckle every. Oh, time. I love doing. You know, and that's and Al Bernstein one, is Mara. a godsend, man. Yeah, he's the best. He's a guy that you know what? Even if it's not that funny, he will support me, which not all broadcasters will do. But he, uh, no, he's a great. He's a he's a mensch, as they say. Yeah, he's great. I've known him since. I mean, well, probably you were in diapers. Yes, Al Bernstein. <laughs> it was uh, ESPN. Al was on ESPN. It Al's been uh, everywhere to work. But look at this. Look how fortunate I am. I know we we're interviewing about my prep and stuff, but this is really how much I do care and love my Showtime family. Al Bernstein, Hall of Famer. Steve Farhood, who helps me oh, immensely, great. Hall of Famer. He's Barry so nice. Tompkins, legend. legend. Who was? It was just been an absolutely. Uh, incredible human being to me, just a, a tremendous source of of inspiration, mentorship, and and just friendship. Uh, all these Hall of Famers that I'm surrounded by, who who willingly give me their their expertise and their time yeah. to help me be the best boxing broadcaster I can be, I'm, I'll be forever indebted. Now, what a year it's been for you. I mean, just personally, mm-hmm. from calling you know Mayweather McGregor, which I was there too, and it was just. Electric. I mean, the money fight. The the lead up to it was unbelievable. Now you have that. You had the NXT job. Yep. And you've you had the release of Bipolar Rock and Roller, yes. which was just amazing. Let me just tell you right well, now. Well, thank you very much. I That's thoroughly enjoyed most it. Most important uh, aspect of my life is my mental health advocacy. So I appreciate that. I mean, it was it was raw. It was it was uh, entertaining. I mean, it, it was everything you want in a documentary. And I and going into it, you know, we've heard so much about it, your sure, story sure. and everything about it. And just what is the response has been from there? Because right now you you are one of the faces. Yeah. of mental health advocate, of a fully functioning, a high-functioning 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It w- I am uh, uh, very blessed to be doing what I do and still and just be here simply, just simply being alive. But the support of Showtime especially and everyone, WWE, Bellator, all of my employers in, in their efforts to, to, to help get this documentary on the air and, and to support the message because you're right, it's something that – and the reason for the documentary, I want to smash the stigma of mental health. I want to smash stigma in general uh, in our society especially and, and – and the best worst advertising that the documentary could receive following its release were these high-profile suicides of celebrities who uh, really made people realize that it can be anyone. And that's what I try to stress. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how famous you are, how successful you are, who you are, male, female, whatever, creed, color, whatever, you are susceptible to, to suffering uh, a debilitating mental illness. Yeah. And frankly, we talk about everything. We ask each other, I think the most asked question you hear in a day, hi, how are you? Or, hey, what's going on? Everything's good. And, right. and people, do you really want to know the answer? Yeah. And B, do you want to give the answer? Most, especially men, the, 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 the stigma, the shame. Um, and, and it breaks my heart because the, the feedback has been overwhelming. And we've just scratched the surface. With all due respect to, to what Showtime has done, and, and, and thankfully they continue to, to air it at different times. It's available on demand. But... Speaking of demand, there is, seems to be this worldwide demand for something like this. And, and it's much bigger than me. And it's much bigger than uh, all of us. And I believe that the people I work with at Showtime, first and foremost, I think it's touched them in a very personal way. Uh, I believe we're all touched by the, the fire that is me- mental illness. Yeah. And the more we talk about it, the more we can normalize it, the more we're, it becomes easier to, to get help. Right. And, and that's the thing. If Just imagine simply c- conversing can lead to getting the help that you need to stay, save right. your life. Right. The fact that so many people are dying because they're ashamed to talk about it, because society has made them feel weak or lazy, oh, and, and, and it happens within families. Uh, so that, that's the reason I, I agreed to do the documentary, and, and I'm so happy, like I say, the fact that Showtime especially was so fully on board uh, knowing the risks involved, obviously this you know we 're in a they 're high profile situation, and a lot of the times people in my condition or my situation they don 't get an opportunity or many opportunities like I do, and you say I, you know I am highly functioned, but I can tell you this right now. you ask what happens before a broadcast there's there are some moments of of extreme doubt or or wondering, yeah. is this the night that you 're going to be exposed for the fraud you are so as you saw in the documentary. I deal with this on a daily basis, but work, talking to you, talking to my friends, and just doing the job is therapy, and that's what I hope to uh, uh, express to people more. Don't quit chasing your dreams, uh, because in the end, the dream may, in fact, keep you alive. Yeah. So, I think we also, everyone suffers from different forms of, of anxiety. I suffer yeah. from forms of anxiety, yeah. and it's funny because we work in this in a live sure. format, sure. which is nuts. I mean, I'm, I do the CompuBox and the yep. show stats. You're out there yep. live. Do you feel like that kind of helps in a way because Absolutely. it's almost like trial by fire you're thrown right into the 100 percent. It. It, it in weird way is is my therapy because there is no net it is live tv like and you're under so much scrutiny that you i just I, I and that's why whether you like my work or hate it you can't deny that what you are hearing and feeling is authenticity and it's passion because i live in that moment i give everything to my craft because honestly I don't know if this is going to be the last time. It's unbelievable. So you, I want to leave it all out there each and every night because 
it, it, it is why I exist. I want to tell stories. I want to impact people. I want to help people. And, and if it, it's so, it's kind of a, a dichotomy because I make a living calling fighting where we all fight for something. And that's in general with the, in going with the, the documentary, you know, I, everyone, everyone has a fight. And so for me, I just want to, again, simply help remove the stigma mm-hmm. of, of mental health because it is unnecessary and it is, it is lethal. Yeah, I want to thank you for doing it because I watched you. it and I was like, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm not alone. No. A lot of people the, aren't alone. That's the best part about it. 100% why, what I wanted to, to let people say is that, you know, because every, like, you, you know, I hear it all the time, man, you got the greatest job. Well, I love to do what you do. Man, you have the best life. Yeah, you're right. In many ways, I have an amazing life, but I want to let you know that there's also this aspect. And, and I think the more people with a profile or a platform, and, and I hope much bigger than mine, uh, we'll get on board and, and help spread the message so we can we can save a few lives. Another great part of that documentary, uh, in addition to all the great messages and great parts, was that hike you went on. Oh, yeah. Rocking the CompuBox hey, t-shirt. I had the t-shirt. I was giving you a little, I was giving you a little love there. I, yeah. was, I was donating some sweat to the cause. I saw you hiking up there, and I had quickly had a pause. Like, wait a second. I said it to my dad. It's like, is more wearing I the... I am supporting put, the cause. But you're wearing an old one. we got to get you a new one. <laughs> there you go. It's the there old school CompuBox shirt. In the new. We have bring a new one that says 30 years and counting oh, on I love that. Yeah, so I 30 that. years. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I've been not 32 years. years. 32 really? years. Yes, wow. I started at 16. Wow. So, wow, almost a little longer than you guys have been doing CompuBox. Yeah, I, again, I... So was that, 88? 1986. 1986. 1986. 16 years old, hired by the... Uh, uh, all-Star Wrestling promotion in Vancouver. Found myself on nationwide television in Canada right before the, I saw the explosion. Clips. Oh yeah, man! I was uh, I was going to be the next Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart or Paulie Dangerously or Jim Cornette, but but life had other plans. What? Uh, before we wrap this up, what uh, your favorite fight you've ever called? Wow! Yes. Let's just stick with boxing. Yes. What's that? That's the answer. Yes, all of them. <laughs> no, I I I, I hate we'll answering stick with this. Boxing. I hate answering. This. I've been in, I've been. I've been like it's it's an embarrassment of riches. What I've I, I actually started with Showtime Boxing the months before we Floyd Mayweather came over. So yeah. I've been a part of some of the biggest events in boxing history. But in terms of my favorite fight, wow, I'm, uh, it's just too hard, man. I, I remember John Molina in my one and only appearance on Showbox, okay, uh, filling in for Barry Tompkins, where he was behind against Mickey Bay in front of Mickey Bay's promoter uh, Floyd Mayweather, where it was all Mickey Bay was. Final round, come from behind, knockout win for John Molina Jr. He was also in the fight of the year that I called against Lucas Matisse, right, one yeah. of my favorite venues. He, had a, he had a run. Oh, just produces uh, Incredible, fights. man. Uh, Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko, oh, 90,000 people, yeah. Wembley Stadium. Um, uh, being on CBS with Keith Thurman and Sean Porter. Uh, it just in again. There's just way too many, and there are no favorites because um, it, it continues. And I, I hope that the best is still to come. How about the overall health of the sport? So much wow. shape moving and shaking Incredible. going on right now. The streaming Incredible. services, Showtime. Yep. you know they're reing up, and you're going to be partnershiping with with, uh, with Fox and continuing with PBC. Everywhere you look, every time you go on the websites, there's something new going yep. on in the sport. What do you think the overall health of the sport? I, is? I think led by Stephen Espinoza and Showtime Championship Boxing, and I know I'm. Bias, but I will say the truth because it is the truth. Look what has happened over the course of the last six years. I think, led by Showtime, we are seeing others wanting to. I, I, again, it's it, the sport is is in a great place because 
of the, the, the live sport content. And yes, you have all these other players coming in. I think competition can only make things better for everyone. But uh, the best will continue to fight the best on, on Showtime. All right, Mauro. I really appreciate you taking some time here. My pleasure. I guess uh, we got to go to work now, right? we got to go to work, my friend. i got to go and uh, make sure that... Uh, Pauly Malinaji gets his uh, CompuBox stats. Yes, that's show very stats. important. I know he loves the stats. <laughs> he can't do a broadcast without them. So make sure you, you tell uh, him how great the podcast is. We've got to get Pauly on you don't, uh, That's what you got to do. you got to convert. you got to convert Mr. Malinaji. I'll have to talk to Mr. Chris de Blasio, who helped us uh, set up this interview. <laughs> uh, Chris is the best. Yeah, Chris is the best. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother.